know, Jimmy Butler's going to have to get on the phone. Dwayne Wade's going to have to get on the phone, you know, and, and recruit those guys here. And, and the only way they come is if the Bulls do well in the playoffs. They need, they need to at least get to the second round to talk to those guys about them. It's the future. Down and distance. On WGNRadio.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Down and Distance. Jared Payton alongside my man, Sean Davis, SD2 Mike's on Twitter. I'm at Payton Sun, P-A-Y-T-O-N-S-U-N, and it's time to talk some basketball. And anytime that we get a chance to talk with one of my favorites, I'm super excited, man. 15-year NBA vet, my man, Kendall Gill. Find him on CSN Chicago doing his work. Kendall, man, appreciate you for joining us on Down and Distance, man. Oh, no problem, man. I'm glad to be here. Well, let's get into it. This this trade deadline. There's so many rumors that are floating around, and I think now with social media, it makes it worse because every single time I pick up my phone, I'm looking at a new report and a new rumor. This guy's going there, and everybody's going everywhere. But the big name right now is here in Chicago, and that's Jimmy Butler. We're trying to figure out what's going to happen. Jimmy says he, he he wants to be here. His camp says that there's no talks about him going anywhere, but we see otherwise through reports. Long term, if this organization is trying to get back to to dominance, I mean, I want I won't even say relevance because they still are relevant when you look at uh, the the money the money that they're worth right now. Uh, they're still relevant, and we talked about it last week, Kendall, about just the still the Jordan factor or how they're relevant. But if you're trying to get relevant, you need stars in this league. And if you have one in Jimmy Butler who is growing, uh, does it make sense to get rid of him and blow it up and start over? Well, I don't think right now uh, is, is the time to trade him, not unless you get a blockbuster deal, perhaps a, a Jalen Brown and the two first-round picks from the Boston Celtics or a player like Andrew Wiggins. That's the only time you make a move right now. I think what the Bulls are going to do, they are going to uh, continue on uh, this season with Jimmy Butler, with D. Wade. Uh, I don't believe Taj Gibson will be traded either and see how they do in the playoffs. I believe they're going to make the playoffs. And then they're going to be a, take a let's-wait-and-see approach if they do well in the playoffs then I think that that gives them the ability for Jimmy and a D-Wade to go out and recruit another top-level player to come and join them for a run uh, the next year and for the next two or three years. Now, if they don't do well in the playoffs or if they don't make the playoffs, then I think that Jimmy is in jeopardy of being traded. Then that's when I think that they'll break everything up and trade Jimmy for pieces that they can build with in the future because Jimmy's value right now is at an all-time high. I mean, he just got selected by the fans for the All-Star game, and he's averaging 25 points a game, so you can get a lot for him right now. Kendall, we talk about the Bulls side of this all the time, and we hear what we just asked you. Do you trade Jimmy? Is it a perfect time? Is it not? I want to take you to the other side with Danny Ainge and what he might be thinking right now. You have an, a team and an organization that's ascending you might not be where the Cleveland Cavaliers are, but at the same time, you can be patient and possibly get there. You have the Boston picks, and then you have the Brooklyn picks that could be top three picks for the next two years and promising draft classes coming up. Why would Danny Ainge give up those assets and mess up the growth process of what he's already built 
for a guy like Jimmy Butler, who might put you over the top and he might not. No one really knows. If you're Danny Ainge, would you take that chance right now? Uh, yeah, I probably would take that chance if I could if I could get Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I, I would take that chance because you put Jimmy, who's one of the best two-way players in the league, something uh, that you're hoping that the former uh, third pick in the draft, that they get a kid that they drafted uh, last year, Jalen Brown, something that you think that he can be. Well, if you can get Jimmy, Brown, Jimmy Butler, you already have that. Uh, I think you couple him with I, Isaiah Thomas and, and with the players that they already have, uh, Al Horford, then you're right there with Cleveland. You know, and let's not forget, okay, Cleveland, in my opinion, very good team, but if they have uh, two of their, their, their players in Andrew Bogut uh, and Draymond Green doesn't get suspended for that fifth game last year, then they, they probably will get beat by the Golden State Warriors, and they're not a champion. I don't think that Cleveland is unbeatable. So I, I think that they – Boston Celtics, if they get Jimmy Butler, they're close to, to beating Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a for sure thing. And you look at just how the East is, I mean, it's in some ways you still got to get over the LeBron factor, any team that he's on. Uh, we know how he magnifies them, and I don't know. It's something that, you know, I haven't seen. It's just it's amazing. But still, I mean, the, the teams still feel like they can still win the East. And – I look at this Bulls team, which is hard for me to watch, um, Kendall. It, it's the fact of, you know, listening to that front office tell me that they, they want to get younger and faster. And, 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 and Kendall, it, it's hard to watch. Is This team is not it, – it's not that at all. It's it's older. you got to figure out, especially the young guys. So when you talk about young guys, if you're going to blow this thing up – in some ways, that kind of maybe bodes well for a guy like Fred Hoiberg, who stepped into a situation where it really what he didn't he wasn't able to maneuver this team like he wanted to. If you give him a fresh start, that might be the best thing for him as a head coach. Well, maybe, but I think he's already got a fresh start. I think that he had a fresh start this year. He traded Derrick Rose has been the face of the franchise for years. Uh, Joakim Noah, who's who was the heart and soul of this team for years, uh, I thought I think that this year was the fresh start. And I actually, I thought you know the first three games of the season, the way that they started out, passing the basketball, averaging like 22, 23 assists a game, having everybody getting involved, I thought that that's the team that we were going to see throughout the rest of the season. Um, I don't necessarily think that you know adding uh, a whole bunch of draft picks or things like that. Uh, will give Fred a fresh start. I think his fresh start was this year. And making a possible deal, Kendall, Kevin O'Connor from TheRinger.com wrote an article this morning where he stated that it seems like it's a stalemate between Jerry Reinsdorf, who's really not involved anymore with the decision-making. It's kind of turned that responsibility over to his son, Michael Reinsdorf. And he also stated that John Paxson has kind of wanted to rebuild over the last year and a half to two years. And Gar and Michael are the ones that want to keep the status quo and try to continue to build. Is this type of stalemate, does it hinder the Chicago Bulls in making any deals when, you know, other teams look at the front office that's not on the same wavelength? Well, I think that sometimes the Bulls have overvalued their assets and then waited to trade them too late. So I can understand what, what Pax, uh, where he's coming from as far as that's concerned. But when you have an asset like Jimmy Butler, who's just now entering his prime at 26, 27 years old, 
he's going to be there for a while. So I think that, you know, hanging on to him for a little while longer, not blowing it up is okay because, as I stated earlier, they're going to wait and see what happens in this this last 25 games and and then in the playoff run. If they do well, then they they stand pat. If they don't, then I think that they go to what Pax wants to do and blow the whole thing up. In your opinion, has Jimmy maxed out with his abilities and talents or his ceiling? How far above – where he is right now, does his ceiling lie? You know, I actually thought he had maxed out last year. I really did. But, you know, he went to the Olympics. He played with the, who, I, who I call the, the real guys, and Kevin uh, Durant and Carmelo Anthony and, and all those guys. And he saw really what he needed to do to improve himself. And one of the things that he's done is he's mastered how to get to the free throw line and score. And that's why you see his scoring average jump from 20 the last two years to almost 25 points a game now because he's getting to the free throw line. So, you know, in that regard, he, he, he has done a great job in improving his game. Now, the, the next thing, I don't know what the next thing is for Jimmy. Maybe he'll improve again, and, then, and maybe he'll make me eat crow again. <laughs> is it, with hey. this, but we have to worry about, he's 27, he's he about is. to be 28. Yeah. We've you had know, the hand issue. The heel. His heel issue now. Last year was the mm-hmm. knee and he has some back issues. Mm-hmm. Moving forward in the next two or three years, contract is great. You know, what Perfect. you're getting for his production, two-way player might be the best two-way player in the NBA. You're definitely getting a bargain if you're the Chicago Bulls. But building around somebody that has these type of nagging injuries constantly coming up on an annual basis, you know, should that scare you as an organization? Well, no, I don't think that would that would scare me off. I mean, he's still a very young player. Um, and on top of that, what you have to do, you have to manage yourself. And that's what Jimmy has to do now. I mean, it's one thing to work out like crazy when you're 22, 23. But now he's, like you said, 27, will be 28 soon. Uh, now he has to back off a little bit in the summertime. I know that he has a, a great workout regimen in the summertime and goes, you know, balls to the wall. But at some point, you have to slow down. And let's not forget all of those years that he played for Coach Thibodeau. And Coach Thibodeau plays you a lot of minutes, and he practices you two, three hours a day. I mean, that's when you run guys down. And, and what Jimmy has learned how to do is just to pull back a little bit on his training, and he'll be okay. Come on, Kendall, man. Like It's like nowadays, man, I go back and I look at how, how guys used to grind so hard, and that – like, I, I, I'm just going to bring my dad into this, right? He had a yeah, lot of nagging yeah. injuries. But he used to grind, grind even harder in the offseason and to be ready for the for the season, and which had him lasting 13 years in the league. And now, it, it, with a lot of players nowadays, it's you have to ratchet it back a little bit because of guys are bigger, stronger, and faster now. It is, And, and the game is different now. But doesn't that – isn't it kind of weird to, to kind of say that? Because when I look at some of the best guys in all the sports, man, they knew how to ratchet it up in the off season to get them so ready for the regular season. Now, like you said, guys have to back off. The money's too good now. You you can't afford to get hurt. Yeah, I mean, and, and you're 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 right. You know, and I remember your dad running up the hills and things like that. Something I still do to this day. You know, uh, but in NFL. I don't know how many games your, your, your dad played back then. I don't know whether it was 16 like it is now. But 
you got to realize the NBA season is 82 games long. Then you put on the playoffs. Then you put on the Olympics. Then you put on uh, the preseason. See, so you got to realize Jimmy has been going at it hard for like three or four years without a break. True. You know, True. And, and, and that's what I mean by him uh, backing up some, especially uh, these next two summers. Now, it's always good to, to, to do what your dad did, uh, getting ready for the season. But how I would do it, I would take the first two months of the summer off. Then I would go into a train, an eight-week training camp to get ready for the season uh, when, it, when you're eight weeks out. That's how I would do it, you know, because Jimmy needs he needs to give his his body a break. I mean, you look at how Kobe Bryant ended his career, all the miles that he put on his on his body, yeah. tore his Achilles, tore his shoulder up, had knee surgery, had a broken leg. All of that is an accumulation of playing so much and not giving your body a break. Hey, man, listen, Kendall, I get it, man. You're the only dude that I know that can, you know. Go eat some chicken and go eat some burgers and still have a six pack. I'm I'm trying to learn I'm trying to learn how to how to be able to do that. Uh, but really, hey, no, I don't know about that, man. I don't know about that, but I I can't I can't keep my my, my six pack eating stuff like that. But you know, I, I can keep it when I eat clean. I get, hey, listen, I, I I get that, and I had a, just thinking about when I was asking that question about how. You look at uh, this 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 roster and how it's kind of made up. And and before the year started, Garb kind of tried to sell to, I guess, the fans and to the media about how you know that McDermott and Nico were going to be guys and building blocks for this organization to move forward. Both guys have had their stretches of ups and downs but Nico's numbers are down and the, the three years he's been here his numbers are down right now people are hard on him saying like maybe he just he's not cut out for this or could it be that he's not being used right I want to know your take no uh, listen he, anytime you're out on the court you have an opportunity to play and, and Nico has had numerous opportunities to to show what he can do you know I just think that this is his his cap you know you guys asked me earlier has, has Jimmy uh, Butler reached his ceiling. I, I think that Nico has reached his ceiling. I, don't, I think that he is what he is, and uh, he, he he's not going to improve anymore. Uh, you know, yeah, he can get hot night, but what his big problem is is his inconsistency. And uh, I'm afraid that uh, you know, if anybody's to be traded, Nico might be the guy to be traded. Kendall, before we let you go, you talked about success in the playoffs and holding off trading Jimmy Butler. If they do have a successful run in the playoffs, what free agent would you like to see added in the offseason that you think would complement Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade and Taj Gibson? Well, I'd like to get an, an elite point guard if, if that could be done. Uh, of course, we know our, our point guard situation here in Chicago is, is really uh, kind of a carousel. Um, also, you could go out to Paul Millsap or Blake Griffin, but what you're going to have to do with those guys, you're going to have to recruit them. And, and you know, Jimmy Butler's going to have to get on the phone. Dwayne Wade's going to have to get on the phone, you know, and, and recruit those guys here. And, and the only way they come is if the Bulls do well in the playoffs. They need, they need to at least get to the second round to talk to those guys about saying, listen, if you guys come here, then I think that we could really do some things and we could challenge Cleveland for that Eastern Conference uh, championship. You mentioned Tibbs. He already took care of Zach Levine. You think now he's trying to get Derek to finish the job off? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, there's been rumors that, that he is um, trying to, to get Derek, you know, for Ricky Rubio. 
you know, I actually think that Derek might be good in that system. But uh, the thing is, is that, you know, how much are you going to have to give up to get, get Derek? I don't, I don't know whether Ricky Rubio is enough. But, you know, and I'm sure that Derek might, wouldn't mind going back and playing for the old coach he, he got MVP under. So, you know, we just have to wait and see. You know, we got, we got till tomorrow. So a whole bunch of things may happen uh, up until that time. Hey, Jared, I got a question for you. Yes, man. sir. You, we got this Mayweather, Conor McGregor possible fight. No. Come on. You think, you think Kendall will give him a better fight than McGregor? It, I, 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 Kendall's reach, though, man. That's what's going to affect Floyd a little it's bit. It's going to affect Floyd. Floyd can't. He, he wants to dance around. Kendall's going to tap him a couple times, man. I already know. Yeah, that. Kendall, yeah. you'll go through that training camp and take that paycheck, wouldn't you? Oh hell, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah! <laughs> I love it. Hey, man. hey, as much money as those guys are making, you know. But it, listen, if, if if McGregor and Mayweather fight, you know, is it, you know Floyd will play around with him for a couple times. I mean, for a couple rounds to to sell the fight. You know, he may carry him maybe four or five rounds. Then he'll go and he'll just pick him apart and, and probably stop him in the seventh or eighth round. That's what I'm thinking. It's something I want to watch, man. Kendall, man, we appreciate your time, man. Follow him on Twitter, KendallG13 on Twitter. We appreciate you, man. All right, guys. Thanks a lot, man. All right. Kendall Gill here on Down and Distance with Jared Payton alongside my man Sean Davis, SD2 Mics on Twitter. I'm at Payton Sun, P-A-Y-T-O-N, S-U-N. Before we lock it down, three reasons why Danny Ainge is laughing at the Chicago Bulls. Go ahead. The first reason. We talked to Kendall about it. Number one, his team has the high level or the high ground. We yes. know in military they tell you you have the advantage when you have the high ground. Yes. They're an ascending team in the East. They have one of the best coaches in the National Basketball Association. He not only can coach veterans, but he can develop young players. We've seen that. Mm-hmm. He has assets and players to trade that are veterans, that are youngsters. He has assets in future players with picks going all the way through 2019. I think he has a Clippers pick coming up. He has the Brooklyn picks. Uh, He has another pick from another team. He has hoarded valuable assets. The league has gone from veterans because it's so hard to get these, especially the way you give up $30 million dollars to leave the team you with as a free agent. Not a lot of guys want to give up $30 million. That's a lot of money, man. It's tough. They've made it very hard for teams to get free agents. Yeah. Kevin Durant is an anomaly. True. It's a lot of reasons why I feel like he made that decision. I won't get into it. But that won't happen the majority of the time. So he talked about the Bulls being able to get – Chris Paul already said he's going back to the Clippers. Blake Griffin – what does that do for you? It doesn't really do much for me. Paul Millsap? Nah. Who are we talking about? I know. It's all... So Danny Ainge is laughing because he knows the position the Bulls are in. He's like, these. look at them. He's like, look at their front office. And look at that. They can't get on the same wavelength. They're fighting amongst each other about the direction of the team. Why in the world would I put my best offer on the table? You know what this is like? What? This is like a house being on the market with the price being unchanged for over a year. Why you- and the owner won't change the price even though the home has been on the market for a year. Look, they- 
Nobody wants it. I'm not doing it. No one's about to give you premium price for what you have on the market. It's not happening. Why should they? They're looking and they're seeing nobody has put in an offer or either the offers have failed through. Let me tell you, bro. I just want to add on to what you're saying because it's so true. I'm on Zillow all the time. All right, I'm looking at these houses. I get an alert any time that the price drops on one of these houses. Am I house shopping? No, but I want to know what the, I want to know what the market is if I decide to go and buy something. And I look, and it's funny that you said that because there was a house that I really, really liked. But guess what? Yeah, hasn't changed in over eight months. They haven't dropped the price, and nobody is. If it's still the same, you got to do something to change. And listen, if I was Boston, I would be laughing. Because this is exactly what you want. You just already said it. Boston is on their way up and going up. And where are the Bulls at right now? Hmm? We have ownership that values profit over winning. That's what he said. It's documented. Documented. Second reason why Danny Ainge is laughing. The 2017 draft. Marquise Foltz, Lonzo Ball. He has the Brooklyn pick, more than likely a number one, two, or three pick. Even if it's a number three pick, he can use that and a sign and trade to go get help. Maybe he goes get, he goes and does a sign and trade with Blake Griffin and Doc Rivers, somebody he knows. Somebody who he knows. To get Doc Rivers somebody to help him out and then get Blake Griffin over to Boston and Blake doesn't have to leave $30 million or whatever on the table. Everybody wins. It's about who you know. It's about who you know. Or about. maybe he just keeps Lonzo Ball, who can play point, but he can be a point shooting guard. See, we hear about point forwards. Yeah. But. See, he has Isaiah Thomas, who's really a combo guard. Yeah. 5'11", not a pure point guard, right? Yeah. He has to pay him, too. That's another reason why maybe I don't go get this contract with Jimmy Butler. Because I got to pay. I have to pay all these youngsters. Yeah. Marcus Smart, that yeah. I like. Like is awesome. I have to. IT3. Have to pay him coming up. We're looking at maybe $30 million for Isaiah Thomas coming up. Dude. Right? I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. So. Why would I kill my ability to get a transcendent, a possible transcendent NBA player. This is where I disagree with Kendall. With Kendall. Jimmy Butler is not a transcendent NBA player. He doesn't walk in the arena and all of a sudden the mood changes. No. LeBron, he does that. KD? Mm-hmm. That's debatable. Russ? Russ walks in that arena? Yeah. It's buzz. Okay. It's only a few people. Steph. Steph walks in. The book it changes. I feel like when KD walks in, it changes. KD's just a score. See, KD is along the lines. He's a little bit. He gives more than Melo. But right now, he's on that track. Yeah, Mel, KD's going to step on the court and drop 30. You don't know what I'm just saying. When Regardless, he walks in, you don't think that. Like, I'm, We're just talking about walking to, in. What has he done to show you that he's a winner? His shoe game is tight. 
shoe game is off the chain. I'm, but I, but think I, about this. Who do people want to see more when you tune in to watch Golden State? That'll answer the question right there. When you tune in to watch get, Golden State, who do you want to watch? Who do you really want to watch? These young kids want to watch Steph. Okay. I'm watching KD, though. But these young kids, you ask them, they're watching okay, Steph. Okay, I'll give you another. See, this is – I'm about to set the trend. Go ahead. Last year, when you watched OKC, who did you really want to watch? There's some symmetry here. Let's think about this. I, I've, people wanted to watch Russ, man. Russ is that dog. I know he's that Russ dog. Russ reminds people of Kobe Bryant. The mindset. KD doesn't have that mindset. KD's the good guy. He is the good guy. He's the good guy. He's the clean guy. He's a really nice player. <laughs> he's not that. He's not a dog, no. I'm not saying he is. I'm just, I, I was the going. The electricity, he doesn't have that surrounding but, him. But I feel like when he He doesn't just, flip the switch in the arena. I feel like he does. Though. My point is. Alonzo Ball is that type of guy. Okay. I, I, I'll he get flips you that. the switch. If you have an opportunity to get him. Yes. Why then? Why would you go get Jimmy Butler? Because Jimmy's not going to give you that. Jimmy doesn't Jimmy give you that Jimmy doesn't flip the switch. He doesn't flip the switch. I agree There's with you. There's empty seats at the UC. Hey, don't, right now. Don't tell management that. Please. They know it. They see it. They're there. Don't tell them. It's all good right now for them. So now you have to weigh Jimmy Butler versus a transcendent talent. I have to look at age as well. Barring injuries, injuries change everything. We understand yeah. that. He's getting older. He has an opportunity in back-to-back years to draft transcendent basketball players via it. the Brooklyn picks. Do you give that up? You can't. Via impatience to grab Jimmy Butler in a time where if you get Jimmy Butler right now, they're not beating Cleveland. No. They're not. So they're why, not. So why? Why do And then why Jimmy has two more years left on the contract. He has an opt-out in the last year of the contract that he can opt out. We know he wants to go to L.A. What makes you so, so sure he's going to stay in Boston? And by that time, he'll be 30, 30-plus. 30 in L.A. Likes L.A. It's more his style. The last reason why Danny Ainge is laughing. He has a plan for free agency. Reading the Boston newspapers, listening to the commentators and the analysts on CSN NE, Northeast. Yeah. He has a plan. He's really interested in certain aspects of this free agency market. He can't do anything in free agency if he brings the salary of Jimmy Butler on board. Don't make it sense. kills his free agency. Don't make sense. So basically, Danny Ainge, in order to make a deal with the Bulls, has to kill free agency. And along with that, what Kendall, what's the name Kendall Gill kept saying? It's one name he said off that roster. I keep forgetting. Jalen Brown. Yes. Jalen Brown is a must-get. If I'm the Bulls, I must get Jalen Brown back. Danny Ainge is laughing at you. Everybody else had Jalen Brown pegged 11th, 10th, 12th, low lottery. Danny Ainge drafted this kid third overall. 
believes he's a star. He plays the same position as Jimmy Butler. Mm. Why would he go get Jimmy Butler? I love it when you, when you... And then why would he give up that talent for Jimmy Butler? People forget, man. People act like Jimmy Butler has been that dude for years. He's been LeBron. We watched him in high school. Jimmy Butler worked hard to make himself better. That's not a skill set that he has a monopoly on. There are other players that can work hard to make themselves stars. True. It can happen. He's not the only player that's done it. He's not going to be the only player in the history of the NBA that will continue to do it. Kudos to Jimmy. I hate he's in this position. Feel bad. Hate it. Hate it. Hashtag free Jimmy. (laughs) Free him, man. No, No star athlete deserves to be in this position. At 27 in their prime. No one. Free Jimmy. Hashtag. Hashtag free Jimmy. Jimmy's getting paid, though. Shouts out to him. I want that $800 shirt he had on, too. Is he really getting paid? Mike Conley makes 30. I mean. Jimmy's at like 18. He's making more than me. I'll make. Just give me two. I think I would line up to take that whooping for Floyd, too. I would, too. Just to get that good money. 10 million. You have to give me more than that. With Floyd? Oh, you ain't got to give me more than that. Stop. Give me 10 minutes and points on the package. All right. And I need a room wherever we're staying, wherever we're fighting. I need that big, the king suite. Mandalay? Mandalay, up top. Up top? Yeah. I'm going to have a party ready for me when I get up there with some ice packs. My face looking like uh, Martin's when he, uh, you know. All right, Sean. We appreciate it, man. You're the best. I love it when you just give us this knowledge, man. These ca- these people need this knowledge. Danny Aiden just laughing, man. The Bull fans are out there saying, I hear you. I hear you out there. He's crazy. Danny Ainge is crazy. He's not giving up the Brooklyn pick. There's no way we're giving up Jimmy. Dude, your team sucks. His team is building and ascending while LeBron is coming to the end of his career. He the- doesn't need you. He doesn't need the Bulls. Don't. He doesn't. Take it or leave it. It's like walking into, I don't know about this. I've heard about it. Probably you've done it. Maybe your dad did it. You know, you walk into a car dealership if you're financing, right? Mm-hmm. They might give you a rebate, take $1,500 off, right? But when you can come into the dealership with straight cash, homie, that price will drop 10000 maybe. You got a $60,000 car coming up with fifty k. You're out the door. Out the door. They're taking it. They don't have to worry about financing. No, we good. We're good. You come in there with financing, uh, we'll give you $1,000 off. Maybe $1,500. That's Danny Ainge right now. He has straight cash. He's coming to the table with straight cash. I have assets. I'm liquid. I'm not coming in here trying to finance in this negotiation with the Bulls. I don't need help. I don't need help. I have all the assets I need. Take it or leave it. You can take my price. I'm walking. That's cool. Hey, hashtag free Jimmy is all I got to tell you, bro. Free Jimmy. All right, we appreciate you for checking Let's in. some bears, man. This, SD2 this, this Mike's Boston on Chicago Twitter, man. connection is crazy this week. They got to. It's down in distance.